Did you know that St. John Bosco sent a letter advising Franz Joseph, the Holy Roman Emperor in Austria, that would have drastically changed the course of history had he followed Don Bosco's advice? Let's now see the state of the church, the world, and Austria in 1873 and what that letter revealed. You're watching The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. When Napoleon attacked Austria in 1809, Austria naturally defended itself. Now decadent, like all of Europe, it defended itself incompletely, and Austria was defeated, as were Prussia, Russia, and other countries. After Napoleon's defeat on June 18, 1815, the Treaty of Vienna definitively sanctioned the extinction of the Holy Roman German Empire, with only Austria remaining. Bismarck led unified Germany into an industrial, mechanized, ultra-militarized, and dryly academic way of life. In other words, it became the raw material for Hitler's attempt to do what he wanted with it. To finish subjugating Europe, the revolution, which started with the Renaissance, had to conquer the Balkans, and that part of Central Europe was not yet fully civilized. The Balkans had until recently been under Turkish rule, and the revolution had to industrialize them to change their mentality and thus dominate them. In this situation, what was Austria's mission? Vienna had transformed itself into a colossal banking center that extended its networks everywhere. This transformation had absorbed the traditional agricultural, rural, and herding economy into a modern banking and financial regime. Thus, so-called modern progress spread to that region, opening the door to the revolution. Traditional Vienna had been the epicenter of the expansion of the Catholic faith and the capital of the Holy Roman Empire, which guarded the memory of Charlemagne. At this point, it became the Vienna of finance, of modern progress, the Vienna of the revolution, which still allowed it a shadow of greatness but only to the extent that it served as its slave. One must ask, how did divine providence allow all this to happen while remaining indifferent to this destruction of Christian civilization? Was there no intervention by divine providence to bring Austria back on track? The answer is yes, there was. And it's here that I refer to St. John Bosco's famous letter to Emperor Franz Joseph. Here's what it says. Letter from Don Bosco to Franz Joseph, May 14, 1873. This is what the Lord says to the Emperor of Austria. Take heart. Provide for my faithful servants and yourself. My fury is poured out over all the nations of the earth because you want to make them forget my law, to bring those who profane it into triumph, and to oppress those who observe it. Wilt thou be the rod of my power? Wilt thou fulfill my arcane wills and become a benefactor of the world? Lean on the powers of the North, but not on Prussia. Make relations with Russia, but no alliance. Associate with France. After France, you will have Spain. Make one spirit and one action. You must have the utmost secrecy with the enemies of my holy name. With prudence and energy, 
you will become invincible. Do not believe the lies of those who would tell you otherwise. Abhor the enemies of the crucified one. Hope and trust in me, who am the giver of victories to armies, the savior of peoples and sovereigns. Amen. Amen. Now, what was the attitude of Franz Joseph in face of this? Franz Joseph represented his country to the highest degree possible. If there's an archetypical Austrian, in my opinion, it's Franz Joseph. It's very inspiring to see a ruler who is the living embodiment of his country. It's enchanting. He had the majesty of an emperor, the gentleness of a shepherd, a soldier's steadfastness, and a diplomat's abundant kindness. But was he a very intelligent person? There are two ways of being intelligent. One way is to know how to reason, give lectures, write books, etc. However, another is to understand one's role and mission and to carry it out to its limits. This doesn't consist in reading a book or lecturing, but it's a higher form of intelligence that communicates to the individual the art of knowing how to act. In time, like everyone else, he aged, and until the end, he maintained an upright bearing and a noble attitude. He retained something of youthfulness in the winter of his old age. He was in his 40s when he received the famous letter from St. John Bosco that contained several recommendations. In brief, try to be an ally of Catholic France and Spain, beware of Prussia, maintain relations with Russia, but don't get too close. Don't start a war or get involved in one. Take the lead in the Catholic cause throughout Europe, beginning with Austria. Punish the wicked and support those who follow the Catholic Church. We can sum up all these recommendations in one statement. Make a counter-revolution. Through Don Bosco, God promised Franz Joseph that he would stand by him and bring the power of the House of Austria to its fullest glory. So that before the Austrian royal house collapsed, the flower wilted, and the fruit fell from the trunk, God again showed his mercy by saying, I, who am all-powerful, do not want to pluck you from this earth nor immolate you before giving you this chance. Come, it's enough that you love me and perform your natural duty. I will forget all the past. I will win in Europe with the strength of your arm. I summon your arm, your sword, your glory, your family name, and your blood to be at the service of this cause. Come, my son, and advance. Franz Joseph did nothing. The result was the series of disasters that befell Austria. The attitude of the empress, who separated from him and led a wandering life, eventually ending up murdered by an Italian anarchist in Switzerland. Then the drama of Merling, which was the suicide of her son, Rudolf. The drama of Sarajevo, with the assassination of the heir, Franz Ferdinand. The tragedy of the Austrian monarchy in World War I. The end of Emperor Charles, who died in misery and exile on the island of Madeira from tuberculosis in deplorable conditions, with no one to help him. This tragic story has led some historians to say that some fatality weighed on the House of Austria and strangled it, implying that God no longer loved the old House of Austria and was handing it over to the devil to do with as he pleased. There's some truth in this judgment, 
because after this proof of divine providence's love came a rejection, and what did it cause? However, there's something even crueler. Very few people even know about this letter in Austria today. The original is in the central archives of the Salesians, but there's no record of Franz Joseph ever mentioning it to his relatives or political assessors. It's uncanny, because St. John Bosco's reputation for holiness was well known throughout Europe by then, even by revolutionaries such as Cavour, who pretended to admire Don Bosco. Yet it seems that the Emperor of Austria paid no heed to the saint's letter, and the glory of Austria was extinguished. The analysis and commentaries we just related were given to us by the illustrious Catholic thinker, Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira. He made these remarks upon learning that St. John Bosco attempted to intervene in the world political climate that was ruining Europe by destroying the vestiges of relationships between Catholic countries. Had Franz Joseph followed the advice of this great saint, history would have been completely different. Suffice it to say that the correspondence of one person can change the course of history in radically good ways. We can also say that the lack of correspondence can change them in the opposite direction. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you'd like to be included in our Saturday Mass intentions for the promoters of St. John Bosco, please follow the link in the description below. God bless you, and Our Lady keep you.